Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Church of Roy, a sports drink original podcast. Morning today's show may include adult language, and we're here are your hosts, Ryan Wilcox and Steve Ewell. Welcome, everybody, to the newest episode of the Church of Roy podcast. I'm your host, Steve Dewald, and joining me, as always, Brian Wilcox down in Denver, who's feeling a little under the weather after receiving his uh, Moderna booster shot. So I appreciate him uh, powering through here. He's in, he's in, luckily, this isn't a video medium. He's wrapped up in a robe, uh, looks cozy, looks like he needs some chicken noodle soup, maybe. So, uh, Brian, how are you doing, buddy? I'm fighting through it. Uh, for our sake, Steve, we're we're lucky it's not a video medium every time we record. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm extra thankful today because I look like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. But I'm hey, ready yeah. to go. You still have a way better hairline than me, so the, here we go. So, Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, low bar, my friend. Um, so obviously, uh, the Blazer world has kind of been turned on its head, especially for guys like me and Brian who have really not made it a secret about our criticism of Neil O'Shea. So let's just jump right into it because my phone has been basically nonstop since, you know, this all started surfacing late Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Shams Charania originally reports, and then Chris Haynes kind of gives more of a detailed, as many, as much detail as we know at this time. So basically the Blazers uh, organization received some complaints from employees that, uh, president of basketball operations, Neil Lachey, has created a toxic work environment. Um, they interviewed current employees, and then, you know, as the weekend progressed, uh, there's a follow-up report from Chris Haynes basically saying uh, O'Melveny and Myers, the firm enlisted to investigate the claims, extended its investigation into interviewing individuals outside of personnel at the practice facility and including former and current employees, sources said. So this is from Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports. Um, O'Shea is being investigated for allegedly creating a hostile work environment. This includes complaints of intimidation, profanity-laced tirades, and bullying, sources say. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot there. It's a lot to unpack, and I, and I think that's what we're going to try to do here now. So I think what we where I want to start is Corbin Smith, Willamette Weekly, 
really kind of came out with this really interesting (laughs) article as far as, you know, basically running down, you know, this doesn't saying what we're all thinking. It doesn't really come as a surprise. Like I certainly have made it known my, my thoughts as far as how I feel and what I've seen personally and how he's interacted with some of the people that I have worked very closely with on the journalism side, as far as him being abrasive, kind of being definitely, I mean, we can see it in the press conferences as a very ego based person. Um, But I think you kind of have to be in that position. And and that's where I want to start is I, I think so often this gets a pass, especially in this arena, because and I hate to kind of use this term, but it is an alpha dominated workplace. A lot of the time, especially when you get to this level uh, of this job, there's only, you know, 30 NBA president of basketball operations or GMs. Those, those guys are making personnel decisions. Um, typically you kind of got to be an asshole to get into one of those spots or, or you have to definitely have a very firm grasp on what power means. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see this kind of bubble up, it's kind of like, oh, all right. And I, I think while Shea doesn't get a pass, and I want to get your take on this, is typically when you take ownership and you get into those power positions, usually there's some humility when it doesn't go right. At least there's some ownership of saying, you know, hey, I this is where I didn't come up. But when you are, you know, in this power position, you got there and you take no ownership, that's where it doesn't come as a surprise to me that maybe that workplace is toxic. Maybe he's manipulative behind the scenes. And that's why it doesn't come as a surprise. Now, again, I want to preface everything that I'm saying with, I'm interested to see what the investigation holds. Um, I don't want to completely condemn everything he's done uh, before it comes out, but certainly it does not look good. Brian, what's your take as far as, why, why are we hearing about this now and your thoughts? We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you're in cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com. To create a free account and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means that even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Hey, I want to tell you guys all about the brand new app we've been using here on the Church of Roy called Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is a live audio-only platform that is free to download and super easy to use. You can talk to sports fans, insiders, athletes, and even executives all in real time. And hey, the Church of Roy will be there bright and early every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app in the iOS or Android app store. Get it done, peeps. Well, to get to Corbin Smith's kind of focus of his article, you know, even the kind of sub headline is if you win, everyone learns to adjust your toxicity. And so I think, you know, as the Blazers routinely made, you know, X amount of playoffs in a row, kind of Neil's abrasiveness was just sort of accepted as the way he does business. And yeah, you know, it's maybe a flaw, but maybe it's what he needs in order to perform his job at a high level. So it's just kind of taken at face value for what it is, right? And and now that maybe there's been a little bit more turmoil as we've seen with, you know, just going through this last summer, I think there are folks that are less willing to 
put up with the bullshit at this point. Maybe it's just worn thin over years. You know, I guess it's almost a decade of, mm-hmm. of him probably fostering this work environment, which really comes as no surprise when you just, granted, we, you know, we cannot see behind the doors, right? But what we can see are these uh, media availabilities. Mm-hmm. And you just look at how he treats the media and how he, he has impacted journalism in Portland and, and how the media has been forced to cover this team. I think that they've had a stranglehold on, on this and, mm-hmm. you know, you have, it doesn't apply to everybody. Right. But there are certain people who I think would, have been far less critical of this team <laughs> when they probably should have been. And I, I think that just shows how he is all about controlling the narrative. Um, and I guess to get back to it, he's made a poor working environment for a lot of members of the media and that's just what we've seen. So it comes as no surprise that there's issues behind closed doors. Yeah. And I think if you're exacting that level of control over people who don't directly work for you in the media, I think. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It leads one to believe, you know, what's happening behind the scenes. Like, you know, you would imagine it's probably amplified, um, especially if not everybody's on the same page, because he's demanding people who are outside of the organization to be on the same page a lot of the time as far as, what he wants the story to be and how he wants it covered. And that's reflected on who gets access. Um, It is a little puzzling. I I don't want to be too critical of some, some journalists and, and what's going on because at the end of the day, this is their livelihood. This is their career, but yes, they are paid to, you know, cover the team and it it is a tough spot. I, I would imagine it is a tough spot for a lot of people. Um, I'll be very interested to see how some of these people navigate it. If this is trends the way uh, it looks like it's going. Mm -hmm. So outside of, you know, obviously neither of us are really shocked by, by what's going on. What is shocking to me is the timing. Um, I think it is weird that, you know, we're only a couple weeks into a season and this comes up. I mean, it comes up on a Friday night where, you know, I think reports say, you know, Neil O'Shea was at the game. He Mm -hmm. was, you know, around Jody Allen. So it seems like this accelerated very quickly. Um, I, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around what, what's the play here. And this is why I think it might not be, you know, this grand conspiracy theory, which we'll get into that a little bit, but I wonder if just something very egregious happened in the last week, if it was a, a very massive blow up, or, or someone really felt slighted to the point where they just couldn't do it anymore and, and had to, you know, 
reach out for, for help, you know, reach out for as Corbin Smith talks about, you know, that, that regulator that used to be Paul Mm -hmm. Allen um, and just go, you know, this is unacceptable. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be treated this way. Um, (laughs) So I guess for you, I wonder what, what do you make of the timing of this? And do you, what, what thought process do you subscribe to as far as, you know, we're still, you know, less than a week into this whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to me, it's, it has to be some sort of, so if you're saying the internal bunch is probably the Vulcan group and, mm-hmm. and the ownership group. And um, to me, this has to have been some sort of external factor that forced their hands. So one of the people who worked directly for Neil and, to your point, who knows if it was an isolated incident over this past couple of weeks to start the season, or if it was just a bucket overflowing to where someone finally made their voice heard. But, you know, if, if it was coming from the top and they were really directing this, it feels to me like they would have just got rid of them when they got rid of the coach. And really, if the time to get rid of Neil would have been last summer, um, with this happening a couple of weeks into the season, I think something's almost forcing their hand. Mm-hmm. And it, I, that just seems very clear based on the timing, right? Yeah. And I think there's a couple of elephants in the room here. I think one is, I don't think it's any secret that the Blazers, at least Jody Allen and her ownership stake in this team might not be a permanent arrangement. I, I think, I, I don't think it's a secret that the Blazers are kind of for sale. I put air quotes around that. Um, I, I think they're looking for, for a buyer if, it, if one surfaces and mm-hmm. they're waiting for the right price. The other thing, and usually I, and I've said this on Twitter is I believe that a new owner is going to want to put their own fingerprints on this team. That would start with the president of basketball operations and surely the GM position, if not that. Um, I also think the Robert Sarver situation in Phoenix is kind of another elephant in the room here. I think with potentially how messy that situation is and is going to get, I think there might be some unspoken communication between Adam Silver and the rest of the ownership group that, you know, this level of behavior, and I'm not saying what Neil O'Shea did is to the level of what we've seen Robert Sarver, where, you know, potentially some of that is racially motivated. And I, I don't know if it's that, but I think Adam Silver is basically saying, you know, it's time to police yourself or we're going to police it for you. And I wonder if that kind of this is a preemptive thing by the Blazers to make sure that they're not going to be accused of fostering a toxic work environment. And and obviously, I would say, obviously, I think they maybe found something in those initial interviews to see it, you know, three, four days later saying they're going to expand it. They're going to talk to former personnel. Um, That, that said, Dan Dickow, former Gonzaga player, Portland, Portland guy, uh, former Blazer, former Blazer staffer, uh, didn't pull any punches as far as his thoughts on, on Neil O'Shea in his own podcast. Uh, Scorched def- earth. Definitely someone who, and this is where I kind of take it with a grain of salt because this feels like something that was 10 years in the making and he was waiting for his opportunity to say some of this stuff. But that said, I don't think we can discount that. Um, basically said, you know, when Neil came on, his future with the team was kind of up in the air. He had reached out uh, via email on the business side to someone else. And Neil got wind that he had quote gone behind his back. And 
you know, just kind of went on this profanity laced tirade and really chewed him out and gave him the business. Basically all of what Neil is kind of being accused of now. Um, what do you make uh, of the Dan Dickow situation? Or is there any other person that you're just kind of dying to hear from to, to see, you know, if you could pick a former player, former, co- former coach, um, someone in the organization to kind of come out and speak to this, who, who would you like to hear from? Yeah. You know, with Dan Dickow, I, I really don't think you can discount his comments on it. I think that, you know, sometimes when these things come up, um, if, if Dickow were to say this, last summer, you know, would anyone have really listened? It almost takes sort of an event to get people talking and, and coming forward. So I don't think you can, mm-hmm. you can discount it, but you know, to me, I want to hear from Terry Stotts. I think he's trying to, he's trying to coach again, I'm sure. And, and I don't even, I just don't think that's really his MO, but you know, I'd love to sit down and have a couple beers at Timbers game with uh, old <laughs> co- the old ball coach and see what he has to say about his uh, former boss. Yeah, I, I think Terry Stotts is the one that everybody would like to hear from. But I also mm-hmm. feel like it's not really in Terry's DNA. We never really not. heard him throw a player under the bus. He was awful quiet when Neil O'Shea really teed him up and placed the blame on him, you know, after the end of last season. Um, I don't think we're ever – I mean, maybe down the road we're going to hear something from Terry Stotts, but I don't think it's going to be from Terry Stotts directly. It's going to be from – you know, so-and-so said this, that, you know, Terry said this. I, I just, I don't even know if we'll get that. Um, I wouldn't mind hearing from, from, you know, old Mike and Mike too, you know, they have a pretty quick oh. dismissal and you would, <laughs> you would imagine, you know, I mean, that's not necessarily completely in Neil O'Shea's wheelhouse, but maybe there was some interaction there. Um, also, I mean, here locally in the local media, I think Isaac Ropp, his story from 1080 the fan, him getting removed from the post game show uh, yeah. after some critical comments. I mean, this is kind of validation to some of the stuff that he was talking about a few years ago. Um, so I don't want to predict that, that Neil O'Shea is going to be removed from this position, but I, I do want to entertain the thought exercise of what that means for this team going forward and what it means for the immediate future, what it means for Damian Lillard. And I want to say something that, that I think is misunderstood. And I hope, I don't know, I don't want to tell any, anybody how to be a fan or how to cover this team. But as someone who's been critical of Neil O'Shea, someone who's thought about how I would feel eventually when he, he leaves this position, um, I'll tell you it's bittersweet. And I always kind of knew it was going to be bittersweet because if he is removed – this is not what you want when you have Damian Lillard, who's on the verge of potentially on the verge of changing his tone, really thinking about his future in his prime. You, you don't want your organization to be in disarray. Also, I, I take no pleasure in, in the circumstances that potentially could lead, lead to Neil O'Shea's removal. I think it'd be weird to kind of do this celebration when you know someone had to endure potentially a decade of a hostile work environment to eventually get this person removed. I mean, you're relishing in someone else's misery. I mean, yes, justice potentially will be served at the end of this if, if the report reflects that. Um, not saying that it will, but if it does, you know, there will be some validation. But at the end of the day, I mean, if it is true, someone had to deal with going to work in a situation they didn't want to be in. And, you know, these MBA positions are highly coveted. 
And if you speak out against one of these, it is a, a tight brotherhood uh, fraternity uh, of people. And if you're, you know, blackballed from one group, you know, good luck finding a job elsewhere. So, Brian, how do you like, how are you like, what's your feeling? Like what? I mean, I mean, there is some level of validation for us because this is a lot of stuff we have been saying about Neil O'Shea, you know, really long before this podcast was ever recorded. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks and every time your teams win, you're in cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means that even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Hey, I want to tell you guys all about the brand new app we've been using here on the Church of Roy called Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is a live, audio-only platform that is free to download and super easy to use. You can talk to sports fans, insiders, athletes, and even executives all in real time. And hey, the Church of Roy will be there bright and early every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app in the iOS or Android app store. Get it done, peeps. Yeah, this kind of makes me sick. This is a fan, a long-time fan of the franchise. I, but really. If, if he was going to get fired, I wanted it to be on performance alone and, and not this personnel upheaval and, and all the things that are kind of a black mark on the organization as a whole, really. You know, when something like this comes across, you almost have to think that there are people in the organization that are higher up with decision-making capabilities that have known that working for him was not a pleasant experience and you know, just like Corbin Smith alluded to in his article in the Lambert Weekly that, you know, they just didn't care because they were winning. And it's just kind of a shitty thing to to kind of come to terms with as a fan. Um, this feels like a total cover-your-ass move by Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of acting like they don't know to save face and, and hiring this outside firm to, you know, and I quote, bring this to light, or in quotes, bring this to light. But I think it's probably always been there. It was kind of my thought. And then as a bonus, is this all just so they can fire him with cause and not have to pay him out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like is, are they, if you want to fire the guy, just fire. Him. But you know, this has been made this huge spectacle and I think it's really just a safe face and maybe save some money, which is just, it's just really shitty that we're here as an organization, especially after some of the um, really just bad vibes over the summer, yep. you know, it, this has always been an organization that you've been to be proud of and, and fans have really been proud of. And I think it's, some of these um, moves by the front office as far as um, how they've conducted themselves have not mm-hmm. ex- exactly yeah. endeared themselves to fans. And it shows through, you know, just kind of the general interest level this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, Ben Golliver had, had a report in the Washington Post, which was very good. As a, I mean, for diehard Portland fans and Blazer fans, it was no new information, but it was really, if you wanted to bring somebody up to speed quickly, it was a good article. What was more poignant about that whole thing was the tweet that he sent out to frame that story. And it really just went through kind of like the last six to eight months for the Blazers. And it's, you know, the, the Damian Lillard has changed his tone. Yes, he's dialed in to start the season. But this summer, we heard stuff from him that we've never heard before. Um, you have the Chauncey Billups hiring, which we've set our piece on that. Um, 
regardless of how you feel about Chauncey Billups, it's hard to really defend with all the details that have come out, how, how the, the background investigation was done on the, how the vetting was done on the blazer side. Um, it was either non-existent or flawed. I mean, those are your two options, basically from kind of the information that was out there. Then you have an assistant coach involved in the federal charges uh, for, I don't know, what was it like benefits abuse it like, or, or yeah, it was like insurance fraud, I think. Essentially. Yep, yep. yep. So, and now you lead into this and really, I do think it has taken a toll on some of the fan base and I want to, I'm really careful to to do that because I, I think so often we get trapped into confirmation bias of, I yeah. think this way. And I see someone else on Twitter that thinks this way. So everybody thinks that way. Like it's not necessarily the case, but I mean, you can see it in the stands. You, you can feel it in the arena. I mean, right now the Blazers are 10th in attendance, 88.5% uh, to capacity. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll are 90% capacity. So typically sell out arena, uh, typically they're, you know, near the top of the league. Um, so may, maybe that all factors in here. Um, I will say moving forward, I, this idea, I, I don't see them going out and hiring the permanent replacement. If it does come to that this year or when this decision does come down, I think it is going to be done on an interim basis. And what that looks like, I have no idea. I don't know if it's going to be like this Frankenstein monster of Vulcan people. Cause you got to remember, like if you go back to 2012, you have, you know, Larry Miller and a couple other people come out and say, you know, they, they really weren't in the old Shea corner in the hiring process. This was a Burt cold Yep, we brought him up again. <laughs> he was the Bert guy. Cole, who, the mysterious man. Yeah, he was the one who really pushed the Neil O'Shea thing to Paul, um, Paul Allen, the late Paul Allen. So we'll see what this could potentially look like. What do you, I mean, we're four days in. We know it's an expanded uh, investigation. What's your prediction on, on when we could get some potential closure on this situation? I would say it's at least a couple of weeks. You know, I think that they're going to take their time with this outside firm and allow them to prepare a very strong report either way. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you said you didn't want to predict whether he was in or out, but it would feel very strange if they came out and announced this, you know, investigation and then you have people coming out and speaking to their experience. I don't know if you, um, I actually didn't hear it, but I saw Gonzalo tweeted that there was, an old assistant coach from the Clippers who mm -hmm. came on when, and, you know, had some, he worked under Olshay for a while over there and just, he had some very unkind things to say. I guess he just called the show like unprompted just to kind of go <laughs> off. And so <laughs> you might need to check that out after the show, dude. It's pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it, it just seems very strange to imagine him staying on board through all of this. And then, you know, like you said, we're there kind of a shaky ground with, with our franchise player with, you know, not really a situation where there's maybe not a true captain at the helm to guide us through the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's really not a good situation any way you look at it. So, no. oh, well, so let's, let's, we, I think we've talked about the Neil O'Shea thing enough for today. It's certainly not the last time we're going to talk about it. Uh, mm -hmm. I would assume. And like you said, 
it'd be really weird for him to come back from this. And like, if you think that dude was vindictive before, (laughs) holy moly, like it would be unreal. Like he would be like, I know who talked. (laughs) Like it would be, (laughs) be rough, be a rough situation. Um, That said, you know, maybe this was kind of like, I mean, just absolutely grasping for a silver lining here. Yep. It's taken the spotlight off Damian Lillard's kind of slow start to the season. What do we see on Saturday in a blowout victory over the Lakers? Kind of a get-right game for Damian Lillard. Six or 14 from three. Not great. Above 40%. We'll certainly take it. Um, (laughs) 25 points, six assists, you know, look solid. We've seen some of these other role players step up. And this could be a real rallying point for this team. And I really want to frame it in a way, too, where it's, you know, it was pretty obvious that Chauncey Billups was Neil O'Shea's guy. I mean, they had a pre-established history. Um, These guys, if they know that there's going to be a new GM, new president of basketball operations coming in, you know, a lot of the times that position likes to pick out the new coach. And if this connection between Damian Lillard and some of these players with Chauncey Billups is as strong as we've been led to believe in some of the media quotes, this team could really rally around Billups here. And it could really make this, I don't know, this team really rally together because so much noise is on the outside that it really might just turn the focus inward here. And we might be getting to that, you know, Billups' favorite word here, you know, might drive that accountability. And, it, you know, you're fighting for, for your, your teammate and everything's, you know, you're controlling the chaos by playing well and keeping it in the locker room. What do you think? Is that too, is that too optimistic here? No, I love it. <laughs> we, we need some optimism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to, you know, a good point is that there are, I think Haynes came out and said, you know, there are a lot of employees that are relieved. So that's a source for optimism. Hopefully, there are people inside that building who are feeling better about their day-to-day lives and jobs on the court. Yeah. Let's talk about something other than uh, Chauncey and Damien and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they can just go out there and play some basketball. And, and like you said, rally around the coach. I think that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of watch here mm-hmm. and see if play improves. Also too, I, I just want to bring up, you know, we were a little critical of him to start the year. Uh, Robert Covington, Huge hey. game against Indiana since we last talked. Uh, just Dude, abs- I think we, uh, yeah, we call we call him out, and then he just starts playing his best basketball of the year. So I think just a common theme to keep it going. Let, like Yusuf Nurkic, man, all we did was talk good about you all summer. So let's see you just bring it all together, play with the same level of intensity from the opening tip to when you hopefully go to the bench in garbage time and the Blazers have a big lead. So hopefully he's the next guy we can coax out of a you know, a mini slump here, mini slump. Yeah. So, um, just to look ahead a little bit at the schedule, uh, we're recording before the Clippers game tonight on Tuesday. So you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. Um, they, they have a game against Phoenix back to back. Then we go Houston, Denver, Toronto, um, a little bit of a road stretch here starting tonight in LA, um, Mm -hmm. back home against Toronto, on Monday. Um, Brian, what are you hoping for on this little run of games? Because, you know, the toughest game on that, on that slate, you know, 
might have been that Denver game, <laughs> but that might might, have been. <laughs> might might be uh, no Nikola Jokic in that matchup after the antics we saw uh, last night. So, what do you yeah. expect from this four game run? So, you know, I I thought last last pot I said they they'd take the Clippers. I'm sticking with that uh, mm-hmm. prediction. I think the Suns on the back to back on the road is going to be tough. Now, this is a team that has not played well on the road this year, so I'm really just hoping to. You know, if they can go two and two on this thing, let's say beat the Clippers, probably drop one against the Suns, should beat the Rockets. Um, and then I'll actually be at the Denver game on Sunday. Ooh. And so I'm really, yeah, great, great deals on seats because <laughs> the Broncos are playing and this is a Broncos town. So yep, yep. I'll be sitting up pretty close. But, uh, you know, selfishly, I'm hoping uh, Jokic plays after his, uh, the antics is a good word, but. Mm-hmm. He's just uh, he's a joy to watch in person. But you know, I think if he plays, Portland drops that game. If they don't, or if he doesn't, then you know they. I'm, I'm at least hoping they can beat a squad without Murray, Porter, and Jokic. Yeah, because Porter Porter's also struggling with some mm-hmm. lower back issues, and I think is on the shelf for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really interested to watch them play Houston. I think Houston's got a lot of fun pieces on that team. Um. I really like Christian Wood. I like how he plays. I, I like the game that he has. So I'm always interested to see, you know, what it's going to look like against Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic playing a more aggressive style. Um, do we put? Do they put Robert Covington on him more? Do Do they leave it to Nurkic? How are they going to approach that situation? Um, Denver. I, I really hope Jokic is back because I, I do enjoy these matchups. I enjoy that rivalry. Um, just just a crazy series sequence of events between, <laughs> between Marcus Markeith Morris and then like just escalates on social media afterwards, which isn't necessarily too funny because that's a slippery slope to to yeah. getting way out of control. Um, well, have but, you seen the Jokic brothers? I'm t- I think we talked about this. Yeah, like, yeah I like I don't just... I don't met like the whole Eastern European vibe. Like I'm a kid of 80s action movies when it was terrifying <laughs> eastern european dudes so like that is just imprinted on my brain i don't mess like would not mess with those guys so um i also would not mess with the the morris brothers either so <laughs> i uh definitely definitely in a very interesting situation um obviously if something big happens i think you'll you'll hear me and brian get on a podcast a little quicker this time um but really you know, if you were someone who like a situation I found myself in, Brian certainly in as well. Something that I did a quick inventory of myself was like, I didn't want to make it sound like I was going around doing this big victory lap. And that's why I think you saw me be so quiet for so long. And, and you know, I had, you know, people in my personal life reach out to me and, and you know, say, wow, you know, some of the stuff you've been saying. And I also, I don't want to do a victory lap. I, I, and it is a little bit of validation and not really for me, like, I had some close personal friends that were, their careers were directly impacted by the attitude Neil O'Shea had towards the media outlet they were a part of. Um, So, you know, I hope they received some validation through this and, and felt, you know, some justice is being served here, at least looked into. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that this is not a victory lap by any stretch of the imagination mm -hmm. because, this is an organizational failure yeah. for this to go on. Mm-hmm. And so this is your favorite ball club 
yep. you know, essentially allowing this to happen and mm -hmm. for it to get to this point rather than nipping in the bud or, or removing the problem much earlier is disappointing. And so mm -hmm. I, this is a chance for them to start to make amends, but it's not going to be looked at fondly in the lore of the team. No, no. I, I really do hope that this is being conducted for the right reasons. It's being conducted for the reasons that is in the report that, you know, they're trying to correct, correct a situation that, that became toxic. I hope it's just not a way for the team to look to get out of someone's contract. And, mm -hmm. and like you alluded to earlier, I always like, if Neil O'Shea was going to go, I wanted it to be because of the basketball decisions. I, I didn't agree with him on how he managed some of the assets, how he handled the 2016 free agency, how he drafted post Damian Lillard, a player who was basically chosen by Chad Buchanan. So, you know, CJ McCollum is the choice that you give him on his draft record. Um, I, I, that's how I always wanted him to be, but that was also going to be bittersweet because if he got removed for basketball reasons, that means that you did not maximize Damian Lillard's prime. And so it is, it's a weird situation to be in because it's like, man, I thought this was going to feel better than it did. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and it did not. So, um, with that said, I appreciate everybody tuned in today. Um, obviously this is a, uh, it's a weird story. It's, it's a weird place to have your favorite team, like you said. Um, so hopefully we can get back to enjoying basketball. Hopefully these Please. guys, hopefully these Please. guys really rally around this whole situation and start playing some beautiful basketball because we've seen it in spurts. I mean, not really a lot of close games on the docket this season. So I'll take some more blowout victories. So, um, Hopefully it's a good stretch of games until we talk to you guys again. Um, Brian, anything before we go? No, no matter what's going on on the operational side, you can still root for the players, right? You could be disappointed in the organization as a whole, but at the end of the day, there's still a team going out there to play. We'll support them, and I can't wait to watch. And mm -hmm. hopefully, we get some wins here. There's yep. been some. Uh, there's been some. I think silver linings in some of these games that I wish we could have expanded on a little more today. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they just kind of uh, continue to show them though throughout these next few games. And, and we have a lot of good stuff to talk about with this team come next mm -hmm. week. Yep. A lot of young guys stepping up to the occasion. Damian Lillard looked like he's getting back on the right track against the Lakers for sure. Uh, CJ McCollum playing out of his mind this season. Um, let's just hope the good vibes keep coming. And hopefully we're just talking about basketball next week. So that's it. Um, as always, treat each other with dignity and respect, especially in these interactions uh, on Twitter, on social media. Um, those can escalate quickly. And, you know, Twitter and being a fan of this team is supposed to be fun. Try to remember that. It's okay to disagree, but, like, let's, let's try to keep it civil. So that's it. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Church of Roy podcast. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Church of Roy Pod, and be sure to check out our live show on Spotify Greenroom every Saturday bright and early at 8 a.m. Pacific.